What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are Well, it is another stormy spring day. Maybe you're looking for something to watch, to hunker down, to stay inside. Uh, joining us now for details and suggestions for this weekend is Andy Farnsworth, our friend from the KSL News Radio Traffic Center and also KSL's Fan Effect podcast. Andy. Well, no question, the biggest event of the week is the release of the fourth chapter in the popular John Wick action movie series starring Keanu Reeves. John Wick Chapter 4 continues the story of the world's greatest assassin who once retired from the business but got dragged back in. It's hard to set up a story of a John Wick, a new John Wick movie for somebody who hasn't seen the other chapters in the series because you end up spoiling key plot points from the previous movie like... And like few other movie series, John Wick is a really, it's really a continuous story where each film starts immediately after the events of the previous one. You skip a chapter and you're really struggling to keep up with what's going on. In this case, Wick is barely alive after being betrayed by someone he thought he could trust at the end of John Wick 3. Now he's on the run again with a giant price on his head that keeps growing and it makes every other professional killer in the world interested in taking him down. Multiplying the difficulty is that Wick is without access to the people and professional services he's relied on in the past. And to make things worse, the worldwide organization of criminals known as The Table has hired Wick's old friend Kane, a blind but highly skilled assassin played by Donnie Yen, to finish him off once and for all. Now, I mean, we're talking about John Wick here, though. Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. At this point, honestly, he's pretty much if Batman was a murderous assassin. He absorbs an unreal amount of physical punishment, including getting hit by cars, shot, stabbed, punched, sliced, rolled downstairs, and even running up about 200 steps. I'm not kidding when I say the John Wick movie franchise is the closest thing I've ever seen to a video game being depicted on screen. There are boss battles, melees, vehicle chases, even one entire extended scene where he moves through a house shooting up bad guys with a gun that makes them explode into flames, and you're watching the whole thing from above the ceiling the entire time. Now, having said all that, it's a John Wick movie. It's artfully done, and if you're already a fan, I think you're going to love it. If you're not a fan, I don't think this one will bring you into the franchise. John Wick Chapter 4 is rated R, and deservedly so, and it's playing only in theaters. Now, if you like John Wick, you might also like this next item. It's another action thriller, though this time it's a 10-part streaming series on Netflix. The Night Agent is based on the New York Times best-selling book of the same name. Gabrielle Basso stars as Peter Sutherland, an FBI agent who heroically gets people off a Washington, D.C. subway train before a terrorist bomb explodes, yet somehow he ends up getting some of the blame when he's unable to chase down the suspect. He's then assigned to a desk job manning the night phone at the White House, a hotline that undercover field agents can use when they need emergency help. Normally the phone never rings, but one night he gets a call from a woman named Rose who says her aunt and uncle told her to call this line right before they were murdered by terrorists. Now Peter and Rose have to work together to avoid hired assassins that are part of a dangerous conspiracy that affects the FBI, the Secret Service, and goes apparently all the way up to the White House. Peter and Rose can't be sure who to trust as they work to unravel the mystery of who's involved and why. While the general idea of a political conspiracy thriller series has been done quite often, The Night Agent still ends up having a lot of things working for it, including a very interesting story that hooked me in pretty quick. Despite not having a big-name cast, uh, in fact, there was only one actor in the first five episodes that I even recognized, somehow that actually works in the series' favor. It increased the tension and suspense because it wasn't obvious who was going to die or who you could trust because there was no singular star that makes you think, oh, they're too famous, they won't die. This show is easily as good or even better than other recent spy conspiracy shows like Slow Horses, True Lies, and Liaison. 
The Night Agent is rated TVMA, as you might expect, for violence and language. All ten episodes are available to stream now on Netflix. Another streaming series making its debut this week is certainly much lighter in tone and humor than The Night Agent. Over on Hulu, we have Up Here, a musical romantic comedy set in 1999. Now, this is co-written by Steven Levinson, who also wrote Dear Evan Hansen and Tick, Tick, Boom. It was directed by the same person who directed Hamilton, and it features songs from the husband and wife team who also wrote the songs for the Frozen movies and WandaVision. Up Here stars Mae Whitman as Lindsay, who leaves her everyday suburban life behind to go to New York City to become a writer. Once there, she meets Miguel, played by Carlos Valdez, who fans of the Flash TV show will recognize as Cisco Ramon. Miguel left his life in the video game industry to uh, work in investment banking instead. But what the two have in common are the voices in their heads that represent anxiety, fear, and doubt, and with whom they often break into song. After all, I did mention this is a musical. Up Here has some genuinely funny moments as well as some sincere ones, while also tackling the very real struggles many of us face with our own doubts and fears. The songs are fairly catchy and usually quite artistically done. The potential drawback, however, for some viewers will likely be the TVMA rating for language and the non-family-friendly subject matter that is often discussed. All eight episodes of Up Here are available to stream now on Hulu. Now, for a streaming item that is family-friendly and somewhat unique, it's the interactive special We Lost Our Human that's available now on Netflix. It features the voice of Ben Schwartz as a grumpy pet cat named Pud and Ayo Edibiri as a hyper-energetic pet dog named Ham. One day, Ham and Pud wake up to find all humans have disappeared. So in their desperation to find their human, Pud and Ham venture out into the real world for the very first time ever, which of course takes them on a wild trip through the universe. Why not? Together they discover strange new worlds, bizarre creatures, and general mayhem as they learn that each choice they make has huge consequences, and each choice is up to you, the viewer. Much like the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt special from a few years ago, you, the viewer, get to choose your own adventure, so to speak, as you decide what Ham and Pud do at various story points. It's actually kind of fun, because the story unfolds somewhat differently based on what choices you make throughout the show. Some choices only result in a different punchline joke or a short animated portion, depending on what you pick. But they end up at the same place. But there's other choices, though, that can make a major difference in the story. However, you are allowed to jump back to your most recent decision at any point in the show. And as a result, this is less of a program that you can just plunk a young kid in front of and leave him alone. You will need a remote control throughout watching the program. And theoretically, you could have kids fighting over which choice to make. I'll let you sort out how to referee all of that yourself. I will say that the animation is kind of in the style of Steven Universe or some animes that I've watched. The humor is safe for kids, though, as uh, We Lost Our Human carries a TV PG rating. And again, it is available only on Netflix. Now for our honorable mention list, stuff that's newly available that we don't have enough time for more detail. First up is Extrapolations on Apple TV+. It's a slickly produced series from the creator of An Inconvenient Truth that introduces a near future where the chaotic effects of climate change have become a way of life for the Earth's inhabitants. The series tells eight different stories that all interconnect and explore the choices that must be made when the planet is changing faster than the population is. It features stars like Meryl Streep, Kit Harington, Sienna Miller, David Schwimmer, and David Diggs. It is a bit heavy-handed in its environmental message, though that was no doubt by design. Four of the eight episodes are available to stream now, with new episodes on Apple TV Plus each week. 
Another movie in theaters this week, which I was not able to get to see myself, is called A Good Person, and it's directed by Zach Braff. A Good Person stars Morgan Freeman as Daniel, who's brought together with Allison, played by Florence Pugh. She's a once-thriving young woman with a bright future who was involved in an unimaginable tragedy that took his daughter's life. While a grief-stricken Daniel tries to raise his teenage granddaughter, Allison seeks redemption, and together they discover that friendship, forgiveness, and hope can flourish in unlikely places. I've only heard positive things about a good person, including from KSL Radio's movie show co-host Steve Sales, who said it was the best thing he saw this week. A good person is rated R, and it's playing in theaters. And finally, those of you who love British period dramas in general, and Jane Austen in particular... The third and final season of Sanditon begins this week on PBS. Sanditon is based on the unfinished final novel written by Jane Austen, though it's worth pointing out that every part of that story that Austen wrote was already put in before the first season ended. Now we're on season three, and the seaside resort of Sanditon is just blooming with romance and drama. Charlotte returns with her new fiancé, but things get complicated when her past love interest Alexander also returns. Of course, there's more story and characters than that. Again, we don't have time. Sanditon is rated TV 14, and it can be streamed on the PBS app though you have to make a donation to be a member to be able to stream it so just a heads up there looking ahead to next week a very fun fantasy movie that a lot of people are excited to see dungeons and dragons as well as a movie about the video game tetris and adam sandler and jennifer aniston team up for murder mystery 2 guys you know, I wish Andy would give us some options, though, my goodness. I think <laughs> if you're stuck with us, now you can watch anything and everything mm -hmm. uh, this weekend. You might have a lot of time to do that, though. Right? Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.